Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. It is the gear right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Wee. Reginald Datatula here with you. That is the ooey of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Appreciate you rocking with us on a Thursday evening. Thank you, David Shrupp, on the ones and twos. Um, and thank you guys for rolling with us and always getting involved by texting into the truckwreck.com. Text line 877-881-1053. Also, hanging out on YouTube, shout out to Jolter X, uh, 105 Through the Fan on YouTube, and going to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, having conversations in there as well. It's a, it's a fun Thursday. It's a fun Thursday. In fact, last segment, I'm going to tell you what it was. It was a Tolo takeover. Yeah, I it guess so. It was a Tolo takeover. We were feeding off of you guys, and that was a fun segment to do about volumes on your TVs, flat screens, and, uh, of course, the closed caption. All those are sports, by the way. Maybe, maybe those are all sports? sports. Yes, to me it's a sport. Okay. It's like movie watching is a sport. Closed caption is a sport. We did get a volume from, is a sport. <laughs> volume is a sport. That's wild. <laughs> uh, we did get from the two one four that said uh, they're a real real time captioner, which is I mean you always That's know what they do. There's a lot of jobs that are out there that you know someone has to do, but I'm uh-huh. like I don't think I ever thought about like who's Never. the real time captioner. So shout out to the two one four. They say they do a lot of sports, and when you see bad captions, they're likely produced by AI. Ah, makes sense. Today I learned. Uh. Elsewhere around or around uh, elsewhere in the get right. Let's let's talk about this ESPN executive predictions. Um, Now, the ESPN talked to various executives in the NFL. um, And this is Jeremy Fowler, you know, obviously Mm well-respected NFL reporter. Is this like Jeremy Fowler's version of Brian Broaddus's gang of nine or gang of seven? Uh, I guess in a way. He talks um, to these executives low key. Yeah, went and talked to executives. That's what's brought us. That's where you had listed the G Back Nation. All Absolutely, the time. always. Tolo, man. That's uh, two mm-hmm. to seven p.m. every weekday right here on one hundred five through the fan. Uh, but they have some predictions for the twenty twenty four season. Let's roll through some of these and let's see how we uh, let's see how we agree with this. Okay. L- we'll start with this one, which is I mean a little spicy. I think I find it interesting. They say that Russell Wilson will end up. With the Las Vegas Raiders, then obviously you know they really the, the Broncos benched him week seventeen. It seems very evident that they uh-huh. would probably like to move on, and because they benched him because he would take that pay cut. That's right, and that's I mean part of that is they want to be able to you know want to be able to get off that contract without having to guarantee some of that money for injury or whatever. Yeah, new GM, new coach. They're like, we didn't sign you to this. We need your help, and he said, no, but. That's a, a deal's a deal. So there's an exec that's, you know, a quote from an exec that said, the Raiders need a vet, and they are one of Wilson's original teams he wanted to go to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? He had Remember a wish the Cowboys list in 2021, was on that list, 100%. Too. Mm-hmm. So he'd stay in the AFC West. He'd still be in the West Coast. Sierra can do a Las Vegas residency if she'd like to or whatever. There you go. Makes sense. And so Russell Wilson ends up with the Raiders. You like it? Don't like it? How you feel about that that prediction for the twenty four season? I actually like that better than what I thought was going to happen. I actually thought that they were going to move on from him, and he would wind up as the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. 
But this doesn't fit Sierra's schedule. Being in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, she could do her residency in Las Vegas, still do her videos, still get to, in other words, it fits their lifestyle better. Sure, but I, I, Sierra doesn't seem like. No, she's I'm, not demanding. Now don't I'm talking me. about folks that I don't know, no. right? So this is a but dangerous I'm just situation. Saying, I, I, was just, I was halfway kidding. Sure, sure, she ain't sure. running things, but still, I could just see her being happier in Las Vegas than Minnesota. I'm sure she'll be fine wherever Russell is. Absolutely. She was fine in Seattle. Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Not and no no shade to Seattle. Lovely no, no, city. Shade. I, Lovely city. And by the way, she's the nicest person. She actually came. Here's one of these CA stories. She came out to K104 one day, brought her little pet puppy with her. Oh, just as nice as she could be. Very nice. Okay. Um, let's see. That's when she was doing that one two step. That's right. Um, also make sure that the goodies were there. Uh, two one four said Mr. Unlimited is too corny for the Raiders. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, they had Aiden O'Connell out there. Sure did. He looked like he looked like he was Sergeant Aiden O'Connell. To be honest, mm-hmm. from the six eight two, they said Russell Wilson and Flacco need to hang it up the cleats. Both men have a gold jacket waiting for them in five years. I'm not certain about that with Russell Wilson. Actually, I'm not certain about that with Joe Flacco Me either. Either. Um, so. they both won Super Bowls and but like this, they, well, I don't know. If Flacco got his money. Uh, Russell's still getting his money. Okay, how about this as we continue the um, predictions for the 2024 season? Oh, real quick, before you move on to the next prediction, 214 says Ocho Cinco is saying on podcast, Russ is going to the Steelers. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, that that is a veteran quarterback in a situation that probably would like one, but I don't know how much that elevates what you have compared to the various quarterbacks that you've had there, and that's – it's not a, it's not really great look in that circumstance, but ultimately we'll see. Um, this prediction is for the 2024 season by these execs. The Niners roster will take a step back. No NFL team, they say, has more star power than the Niners, who built a perennial winner under Shanahan and John Lynch, the general manager. Multiple execs have pointed out, though, the organization has experienced some brain power, brain power attrition there's had, they've had execs leave for general manager jobs in back-to-back years. When you talk about Quasi Adolfo Menso mm-hmm. went to the Vikings in 21, and then Rand Carthon is now mm-hmm. in the tit- with the Titans. Yes, um, coach. And then Adam Peters actually went to the Commanders this year to become their new general manager. So they're losing some executives when you talk about it. And then also the they lost another one to be assistant general manager in, in – um, in Jacksonville, so maybe they're losing some of the people that the made creative, some of the great decisions. They help there. J- help John Lynch out. Yeah, so uh, they that roster takes a step back. Uh, you with it? You not with it? I can believe that. I can totally believe that. And, and again, don't get me wrong, they have put together a hell of a roster. If they don't win the Super Bowl, I blame Shanahan because he had a chance earlier and he lost it himself. They're a dominant team. I truly believe that if they played Baltimore in the Super Bowl, Baltimore beat the ass again. Well, I, I, that's how I feel about Baltimore and everybody right now. And, of course, saying that with my chest will probably make me wrong in some way. But no. It is what it is. No. <laughs> how about this as we get more Let Lamar get his ring. Well, I mean, you said it. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you said it. You're, from, from your lips to God's ears. Um, other predictions in for the 2024 season from some NFL execs per Jeremy Fowler. They have the Super Bowl in New Orleans, which that's not the prediction. The Packers win the Super Bowl in New Orleans over Houston. Is that what he's going with? I don't know. If, I don't know if they go with over Houston. In other words, the Young Bucks maybe make it down there. Maybe, but they they're putting the Packers as their Super Bowl favorite for twenty for the twenty twenty four season. That's just way too much. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Packers are not any good. They are a team you better watch out for. 
It's a young nucleus to build around. Jordan Love looks like he could play. But guess what? The NFL is all about parity, and there's always some movement, and there's always some injuries. See, that's that's the other thing. It's a war of attrition. You don't know if Green Bay is going to be healthy like they were this year or stay healthy at this time of year. That's, That's why I'm really disappointed in the Dallas Cowboys. They were as healthy as they could possibly be for this squad, and they couldn't get out of the first round. There's so many things that go into play to win a Super Bowl. You got to have more than just young and everybody's excited and got some talent. You got to be healthy, and you've got to have other things fall into place for you. You just really do. Sure, but I mean, if we're doing that, we can't predict anybody for the 24 Super Bowl, right? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, how about this? But I I would like to say, if I was going to say, I mean, even look, look at Kansas City. Kansas City's trying to repeat. I give Kansas City a... And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, a lot of credit. This is Absolutely. their sixth consecutive AFC championship. Patrick Mahomes has never quarterbacked a team that didn't go to the AFC championship. This is strangely unusual. But I would bet Kansas City's going to the Super Bowl before I would say Green Bay. Interesting. Okay. Um, that's the CA now getting in on the prediction game for the I next seen season. it. Okay, he I think it. they've got a formula. Saint. All right, how about this for predictions for the 24 season in the NFL? By NFL executives. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals will make a playoff run. Arizona is trending up despite their 4-13 and record this past season. And as one NFL offensive coach said, that's the best four-win team I've seen in a while. They make you earn everything. They beat the Cowboys and the Eagles. Quote, Jonathan Gannon seems those legit. Those four, two of those four wins. <laughs> and they can, kill, they can kill it in the draft. If they add some vet pieces and free agency, they could surprise some people, and Kyler Murray will be better with a full year coming off of an ACL tear. That's not a prediction. That's a projection. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I like the way they're saying that, but I still got to see it. Yeah. Uh, I th- I'm not saying it's impossible, but I got to see it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm interested in that. The tough part about it is they're in that NFC West where – Seattle, probably going to be interesting, even though we don't even know who their coach is at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Niners clearly – are the Niners. Are the Niners. And the Rams are on the uptick. Right. The Rams looked ahead of schedule as well, so that ends up being... They got some young guys around Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald. So in order to make a playoff run there, they're going to have to be a certain level of good that I'm not I'm not sure that they get to, even though I do like the way that they played. They did look a lot better than they had any business looking. How about this? As we continue talking about some of the predictions for the 24 season by NFL execs, this one feels like it'll be easy for people to get on board with. Or maybe not. Let's see. C.J. Stroud will finish top three in MVP voting. I can see that. I can see that. You, you just let got to let it play out. But dude is legit. Unless something happens to him, like Joe Burrow got hurt. If he gets hurt, then you can't say that. But I don't know. I don't know why not. Now what will slow it down is defensive coordinators collect tape. Yeah, and they're going to see all those tendencies that he showed this past season, and they're going to try their best to figure out how to slow him down. And the good part is he still has his offensive coordinator. For now, if he loses him, it's another story. Right, that's what I was thinking. I was, I, and honestly, I think if they lose Bobby Slowick, they'd be happy mm-hmm. to uh, pr- promote Gerard Johnson, their quarterback coach, who they, I mean, in that organization, they seem to really like um, for his mind. But I think I, I'm, I'm starting, it looks like they might keep Bobby Slowick. And they also have $70 million in cap space. Uh-huh. I don't doubt that they make, you know, they make some additions to try and bolster what they're doing there. I hope they do. And so I, I hope they just don't sit on the Bears sat on their money last year. Yeah, I, I could see. I could see it maybe coming together there for CJ Stroud, but it's it's tough, man. Especially 
I don't know that you get another MVP season like this one where it felt like, and this is no shade to Lamar, where he's almost winning it by default. And mm-hmm. again, I, I mean that with all due respect because he's had a fantastic season, but you had a lot of guys. Front runners who didn't live up to it at the end. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know that you have that right. kind of season both years. where Josh I, Allen, Dak Prescott, you got on the list. Patrick Mahomes is always Patrick, but he struggled. Right. And so, I'm, I, yeah, it'll be fun to see. But he's he played incredibly. And then if you come back with another year, same con- some continuity, more development when it comes to their team, I think that could be really interesting. You know what's so wild? The MVP this year is arguably not the best quarterback in the league. He's great, and he's having a great year. Sure. And I want him to get his flowers. I want him to win a Super Bowl ring. But it's so it's so apparent that the dominant quarterback in the NFL the last five years is Patrick Mahomes. If you were to start a team right now, no other choice would be Patrick Mahomes. You don't go for a defensive player. You don't go for another quarterback. There, you go there's Pat a couple of people out there that might make another choice, but I would question their sanity. I would too. <laughs> there's a couple like, people that might go with me? like Josh Allen. That's crazy. I agree, but I, I know I know that there's probably and honestly, it's it, what are they drinking? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe a little tequila, some maybe. scotch, probably yeah, something whiskey, right? Brown um, liquor. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I, I think that there's it, what you kind of allude to something that I find interesting, which is obviously I think we've all settled on best quarterback in the league yeah but outside of that it feels like the better way to do this is a way that we've kind of trended towards which is kind of tears uh-huh. because on there's certain things that one player will have over another yeah. but then in other aspects that player will be lesser than another and so kind of having those tears and it feels like Lamar Jackson is in that top tier oh, he's definitely yeah. in the top tier and he's definitely deserving of the MVP this year but I'm gonna tell you something my point about Patrick Mahomes is he's getting to that Michael Jordan territory of Michael Jordan is the best player in the league when he was playing, but he wasn't the MVP every single year. Yeah. In the years he wasn't, he was mad about it. I'm not saying Patrick's mad about it, but Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl ring real bad. And what if he got a Super Bowl again? Wouldn't that be wild? I'm pulling for Baltimore, though. I want I want Lamar Jackson. I want all the haters to shut up as long as we can hold them to shut up and start talking, stop talking about this stuff they don't understand, mm, which is recognize okay. some greatness. Okay. C.A. has been feeling it all day today. Mm-hmm. He gave you an extended, uh, extra long cut of well, the ooh-wee. Must be some of that barbecue I ate earlier, that yeah, high barbecue. That's, that's definitely it. You know mm-hmm. what? I'm glad you mentioned that. That's absolutely it because your whole demeanor is different. <laughs> um, one more one more prediction from for the 2024 season coming from NFL execs. Chase Young will reunite, reunite with Montez Sweat in Chicago and give the Bears a really good defensive line. How you like that? I can't see him leaving the 49ers unless he got a ring with him. I mean, honestly, he's the only way. I don't know that they're eager to bring him back necessarily. Oh, I'm not sure. You, go. you he, know what? I, I can I, I follow where you're going, though. It's very possible because they say, you know what? He was a rental. And he, he didn't play incredibly well he with did, them. He hadn't done, since his surgeries, he hadn't really done anything. Think about it. He was a beast until he got hurt, and then it took him a long time to come back with Washington. And he that's one of the reasons why they, they got rid of him because they knew they had to pay him. And he wasn't doing what he used to. So there you go. Um, Love this. Those are some of the NFL executive Jeremy predictions. Jeremy, we can do some more tomorrow, too. No, those are the predictions. That's all of them. We that's get, all of them? That's all of them. Come on, Jeremy, get some more predictions. <laughs> Jeremy Fowler, get on it. Get on it. Talk, talk to your people. Talk to more of the executives. Make them predict more stuff. It's fun. Yeah. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the association. And you got that Luca audio? Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about a little bit of Luca audio. We'll talk about the all-star starters. We'll talk about that and more. We'll do it next on The Fan.
Let's get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatuli, here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Thursday evening in the Metroplex. At the AAC, your stars are tied three goals apiece. Miro Haskinen scores the third for your Dallas Stars. They are, I mean, they're in a tight one with the Anaheim Ducks, a team that I thought that they would probably have little issue with, but here they are. Um, it's currently four-on-four four hockey right now. and So your stars looking to get a job done, get a win against a not-so-great team, but, I mean, you got to get the win on the ice regardless, and they're, they're working on doing that. About five minutes left in the third period there. Um, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get some sharing time have more of the conversations that it feels like we've been letting fly today uh, just normally. But right now, it's time to go around the association here in here on the Get Right. Uh, we begin by, uh, we, we mentioned over the last couple of days, the fact that, you know, the, the Bucks have a very interesting situation happening in Milwaukee. Obviously, they're now hiring Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. and we got information about his deal. Before you tell us about his deal, I had told you two nights ago, that I was going to find out if Doc Rivers was supposed to be at the American Airlines Center last night. Remember okay. I said that? And he was. He was supposed to be there. Literally, Mike Breen and Doris Burke were there. And they even mentioned in the broadcast, who's not available for tonight? And they mentioned uh, Kyrie wasn't available. And they mentioned uh, somebody for um, um, Phoenix. Phoenix wasn't available. And then they mentioned and. Doc Rivers is not available to us. He's now with the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> well, paraphrasing. Well, I wouldn't be available either if I got the kind of contract Doc Rivers does. He signs a deal that will pay out $40 million and extend towards uh, to the end of the 2026-2027 season. So that would be three seasons in addition to the remainder of this season. Um, so just a That's little under... That's not what Adrian Giffen got. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely Whoa. not. So... Uh, the Bucks are on the hook to pay three coaches over the next uh, three yeah, and a half years at this point. They're still paying the coach they fired last yeah, year. Yeah, Mike Budenholz are still on under contract. Adrian Griff, Griffin is uh, still getting paid. And so, Doc Rivers, big time money. Big money. He better win a championship. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, even if he doesn't, he still get paid. He got that Philadelphia money. <laughs> yeah, he's and they fired him there. Right, and I mean, he made a little ESPN money too. Like, hey, man, uh-huh. he's uh, this coaching thing. You can get some good money there if you do it right. Um, so yes, he's going to have some big money in that circumstance. Uh, we told you we'd get you some more information uh, or some more audio when it came to Luka Doncic. Last night was a weird one where Luka, you know, there was there was some a a fan near courtside of the game who was in a Devin Booker jersey who apparently was heckling Luka. He was doing the whole game. This story kind of took a life of its own. It, was it a, sure did. It was an incident that turned into an issue. In all seriousness, he just caught the wrath of Luca because Luca was mad at the refs. And even KD caught the la- wrath of Luca earlier in the game because KD is, you know, he's, he's not friends with Luca, but they're not enemies. It's not like he can't stand KD. KD and Luca are cool. And KD comes over there to look, and Luca's like throwing his arms. I'm like, look at Luca. He's just. He's just arguing these refs too much. So this fan, a Phoenix fan, watches Devin Booker score 22 points in the third quarter. Luka is having his meltdown, and Luka is saying, can y'all do something with this fan? The story in the headlines is this fan gets ejected. No, he did not get ejected. Well, yeah, uh, Tim Cato gave us more reporting today 
on that. And yeah, he just the the security. I was there. The security asked him just go upstairs to take it to the concourse level. You can watch it. And the guy was like, "Yeah, cool," because the Suns were blowing out the Mavericks at that point. He didn't care. Yeah. And again, he didn't say anything out of line. It's just that he had been heckling Luca all game. Yeah, and ultimately, I think the the, the final straw that seemed to get uh, Luca, uh, you know, be done with make Luca be done with it was Luca. You tired? Get on the treadmill. That was what was uh, tweeted out and reported by Tim McMahon. That ultimately Luca took umbrage with, and of course, from that from their perspective on on a uh, media row there, it's I mean they heard that, and yeah, I don't know the, the fan th- was like two rows above the media row. Here's yeah. the deal. He could have said something different or worse. Luca just didn't want to hear from that guy no more. No matter what he said, he could have said he could have said, "Luca, your car is ugly. Get this guy out of there." Well, uh, Luca Doncic was on Inside the NBA earlier today, and so he spoke a little bit to what happened in that circumstance. Um, I, I think what happened was Luca went. He just talked about the uh, statement that he made, and that he didn't like the way the fan interacted with him and that's what was talked about on inside the nba you have it do, yes do we, we have sh- the audio we sure do have the audio let's hear it hey i gotta ask i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't ask you this because when you get online today mm-hmm. you're all over the place for this whatever happened in dallas last night with the phoenix suns fan who you wanted out of there what was what was the deal there luca yeah i mean it was the whole game you know a little bit but uh I was really frustrated, you know, we were losing. I twisted my ankle in the second half, so in the first half. It was just a lot of emotions. Uh, but yeah, uh, probably shouldn't have done that. So when I'm wrong, I admit it, so probably shouldn't have done that. But it was just the whole game going on. That guy said, it didn't matter what the fan said, the fan just got caught the wrath of Luca because Luca was mad about everything. He was mad at the refs, he was mad that Book was going off, the team that he owned, he scored 50 points against them on Christmas. Luca's got to do a better job of controlling his emotions and stop getting caught up with re- arguing with refs. And I'm quoting him when he says, "Every time you look up, I got to do better." I got. He keeps saying that, and, and then again, last night was just a case in point. Yeah, the better the better's got to happen as opposed to be talked about. But regardless, that's what happened there. Now he was he was at uh, the studios in Atlanta. With Ernie. Because they're playing Atlanta on Friday, but also in order to talk a little bit about what happened earlier today, which was the announcement of the all NBA All-Star game starters. Mm-hmm. So obviously we went through, we've gone through all the voting, The you know, everybody you know went through that. And of course we won't know the reserves until they're selected. But right now we do know the All-Star game starters. And one of those is LeBron who will be competing in his, get this, 20th All-Star game. Uh, and that is the most in NBA history um, and so that that is what is happening in the West. Uh, I believe he is the captain in the West still. And so your starters are Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. LeBron James, who is mm-hmm. indeed the captain, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and Nikola Jokic. Okay, so SGA, I mean SA, SGA. Past Steph Curry along the way. There you go. Yeah, Steph, Steph was one of the leading both getters. Absolutely, and I mean, you think maybe that guy typically will get in? He's played well, but I mean, just off of the name recognition mm-hmm. alone, gets interesting when you compare that to the East, where your captain and leading vote getters Giannis Antetokounmpo, which makes sense, right? Like big name, mm-hmm. you know, perennial MVP candidate. Um, your starting guards are Tyrese Halliburton and Damian Lillard. Your your front court, Jason Tatum, Giannis. Joel Embiid. 
those make sense. Except Damian Lillard, he had a little bit of a rough start to the season. You've had some really good guard play in the East when you talk about Tyrese Maxey. South Carolina's Yeah, there you go. Uh, you talk about um, JB Jalen Brunson, who mm-hmm. has been very good, somehow getting better and better in that role there. But ultimately, Damian Lillard gets to start. And so that's reputation. You know, the fans vote. Which, which is funny, though, because you would say the same. You would imagine that if you talked about reputation, that it would happen over on the other side in the West with Steph Curry. But you know what? I, I wonder if that is happening here. Shady Gilders-Alexander has become like a popular kind of pet cat of yeah. a way. Yep, that's like, a good way to describe there's it. There's a lot of people that lo- love him as hey, an up-and-comer. Man, what about SGA? And he's been great. Like, I don't want to say that I'm not trying to make it seem like he does not earn this, you know, did not earn and does not deserve this award or, or this placement because he absolutely does. Mm-hmm. But I think that... He he's garnered enough of like a fan favorite type of feel where people are willing to vote for him over Steph Curry. Whereas I don't know that Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Maxey have that exact same feel when it comes to uh, you know, against Damian Lillard, which is crazy because you wouldn't think like Milwaukee Bu- Milwaukee Bucks fans are so big that they're you know voting in that such a big way. But they are, and you would think that when it comes to Warriors fans, at least mm-hmm. you know in the Bay Area, and then also kind of the mm-hmm. bandwagon fans that they've picked up over their over their yeah. tenure since 2015 of being really good. And here's a wild part about Steph. Steph's the only one on that team that's playing any good. Maybe they're looking at the records too. You know, the Golden sure. State doesn't have a great record. Oklahoma City has the second best record in the West, and SGA is the main reason why. Not the only reason, but the main reason why Steph is the only reason Warriors aren't dead last. Warriors could literally be Memphis. They very easily, very easily. If Steph wasn't having a good year, he, but he always is. Like it just continues to show how mm-hmm. how much he is the foundation of what they do there. I found this interesting. We we got this in some coach some coaching news um, in the association. And this seemed to come out of nowhere. Wes Unseld Jr., a name that I don't know if a lot of people, especially like casual basketball watchers will know. You know, his father, obviously, Wes Unseld, big-time player in this league, Wes Unseld Jr. Yeah, absolutely. I should give him that credit. Hall of Famer. Uh, Wes Unseld Jr. was had been the head coach of the Washington Wizards until today, and he wasn't, like, straight-up fired. This seemed to come out of nowhere. He he has been moved into a role in the front office. Oh, he got Pete Carrolled. Yeah, and, but the team reportedly is installing Brian Keefe as an interim. There's been other names that have uh, brought up, um, you know, brought up when it comes to trying to fill in as maybe getting that job later. But we've seen this a lot more in in the association and NBA where we were having guys not fired but moved into the front office. You can see this with Brad Stevens. They mm-hmm. did that there. Do you feel like this is like a trend that's going on where you're having guys moved into the front office as opposed to like fired? And do you have any feeling as to why that would be? It's it's happening more than we than than in the past, but maybe they have relationships with the, with the organization that they say, you know what, we don't want to throw this guy away. Uh, Brad Stevens, as you can see, he's made the Boston Celtics a juggernaut after Danny Ainge retired. Danny Ainge comes out of retirement to to GM Utah Jazz only because he lives in Utah, and they money whipped him to say, you know what, you can still be on your ranch. Otherwise, Danny was done, and he handed it to Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. With West Ellensell Jr., only thing I can think of is his dad used to be in the front office there as well. And I don't know if they just felt like, you know what, he can bring something to the table just beyond being a, just a coach. He's not. He's more than just a coach. That's the only thing I can think of. And with Pete Carroll, maybe 
You know, that's the only way they could. They just have loyalty to him and because he's older. Wes Unsell Jr. is not 72 like Pete Carroll. Now, the only, the only no. thing I've seen about Pete Carroll is like, okay, they moved him upstairs because he's old and he won't retire, so give him something to do. Right. And so, like, I, I just found that interesting because yeah. it, it does seem like it's popping up more and more. Yeah, you just never noticed that before. Usually you're fired and take the money. Right, and so uh, just keeping guys in the organization has been kind of an interesting perspective, an interesting thing that's kind of popped up. Uh, that Wizards team is seven and thirty-six, and that is not West Sandstell Junior's fault. Yeah, no, that's just, you looked at the roster as they constructed, it was, and you knew it was not it going was to be one bad, of anything. Even when Bradley Beal was there, and Bradley Beal was just staying because, and they had a better record because of Bradley Beal, but they hadn't been good since that one year. Russ went there. Russ Westbrook went there and shocked everybody and played so well, which is why the Lakers which is why Anthony Davis and LeBron James said, hey, man, we need you to team up with us. Russ was playing so well with the Washington Wizards that year when he was in Washington, they were talking about reuniting him with the Brooklyn Nets because KD and and Hard were up there. That's what they were talking about on the East Coast. That's how well Russ was playing. Uh, on the truckwreck.com text line from the A17 that said, hi, Reggie, why, hey, hey, Reggie, why are you throwing shade at SGA? Because he's a hell of a player and deserving of that all-star position and nothing against Steph Curry. I don't I think that that's exactly what I said is that he's absolutely deserving of him. Yeah. If uh yes, last night myself you just, and Blake. You, you were just saying you you're surprised that the Warriors fan base didn't just overwhelmingly wrote by rote just write Steph we, Curry. We've seen, I mean, if you've yeah. watched the NBA for a while, we've seen a lot of players get into you know yeah. the all-star game as starters because of and, the name recognition alone. Yeah, and they didn't have any worth of a good year. And of course, like to be fair, right? I also it also was interesting to me because you had one side on the East where it feels like Damian Lillard was a starter in part because of that name recognition mm-hmm. over some other guys that I maybe would have picked above them. But then in the West, that also that didn't happen over a guy that again I would have voted for. We talked about it myself and Blake last night. Those are the two guards we would have put. Yeah, in. Yeah, I thought it was a good comp because Dame did not play JB or Tyrese Maxey. You know what I'm saying, Steph had been playing so well, you would have thought he might have got the starting job or one of them, you know what I mean? And then also from the 469, they're, they're uh, you know, a little bit upset about the way that I pronounced Giannis's last name. Uh, he is Greek, but his family is Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And I'm pronouncing his name the way that it originally was pronounced. I did Nigerian? Yeah. Say, I, I stepped on, go ahead. I did Tokumbo. I did Tokumbo. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it in Nigeria, but yeah. not the way they pronounce it in Bef- the NBA. Before, especially, well, yeah, in especially Greece because, the, you know, the Greek, they had to, like, change the letters to into the Greek alphabet to try and make it work. And, of course, then you have pronunciations that See? are based. That I come love that history lesson. Regardless, it's the Get Right right here on 105 Through the Fan. That's how we go around the association. Uh, coming up next on the Get Right, let's do a little sharing time. We'll do it next on the fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Thursday evening in the Metroplex. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get you your headlines on the evening, including many NFL notes that I have not been able to get to because we've just been jam-packed with things. One of those headlines obviously involves your Texas Rangers signing a right-handed reliever, mm-hmm. David Robertson. Pitched for the Mets and the Marlins last year, 38 years of age, 18 saves last season. So you add a little bit to the back end of your rotation today if you were a Texas Rangers fan. Uh, It's final at the AAC. Your Dallas Stars get an overtime victory over the visiting Anaheim Ducks. 
Um, so look, a win is a win. Um, an overtime win, obviously, can be a little bit different, but ultimately, better than a loss. Exactly. And so your Take stars, it. your stars get it done in overtime, four to three over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but right now, actually, before we jump into sharing time, uh, at the end of the last segment, uh, I had mentioned because we were talking around the association, I mentioned Giannis Adetokounmpo, and mm-hmm. that's how I pronounce his name. And, and by someone, the way, notice I've never asked you anything about that. You know why? Because you don't know? No, because your name is Reg Atatula, and I figured you would know because people mispronounce your name all the well, time. Well, there's that, and then I, I try I try and so look things up. I figured you'd get those names right. I try. I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not going to pretend like that's the case. But I, you've I always get said it wrong. the exact same way. I, tr- I try, and so, you know, I was someone asked, you know, why what, what I was pronouncing it and how I was pronouncing it, and I tried to give an explanation. And then from the 903, they asked on the truckwreck.com text line, how does Giannis pronounce it? And so I figured I can actually answer that because I've seen that video. Uh, David, can in you give Greek me the audio? way, you got to say with a D. So it's compo. But in the Greek way, you say with an NT, like compo. So I changed myself. Like, I don't think there is a way you got to say the last name. Uh, whatever, you, whatever you got, just say, you know, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he says it with a D because that's Nigerian. Even yes. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian, but his family grew up in Greece. Yeah, he he. Um, they you know moved and emigrated to right. Greece, and that's where he's grown up. I mean, he has a national identity there. Ultimately, they they eventually gave him citizenship there. He plays for the Greek national team, so I know he has a lot of pride. But especially with my Nigerian heritage, that Nigerian pronunciation pronunciation of Adetokunbo is the one go. that I go with. I figured you always knew. I was like, Rich says it differently, but I know you know because, like I said, your last name is. Uh, Atatula, and everybody don't know that. I, yeah, I try. I I I try and uh, I mean, obviously, when it comes to these types of things, especially um, when I was at UTA mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, doing broadcasting. Mm-hmm. One thing you learn is you try and go get pronunciations, and in like media guides, they'll have pronunciation guides to try and help you out. And so, one thing I definitely try and do is go and look for you know pronunciations when I'm saying someone's name if I can. Sometimes I won't find, it, and sometimes I'll take my best guess. And oftentimes you'll hear me apologize about it because I'm not sure. You always do. Um, but with Giannis, I was able to find, you know, that clip amongst others. Um, and so that's that's informed the way that I, I say his name. That'll work. There you go. I, um, like, I like the way you shared. I try as, as we're in sharing time. See, uh, so you want me to take this one? I feel like sure. I, I freq- mm-hmm. frequently toss it to you. But mm-hmm. I, there's a few things that I've been having on my mind that I keep forgetting to bring to sharing time. Like write it down somewhere so I remember. Okay. And this one has been sitting with me for like the entirety of this week. And I wanted to bring this up. Um, 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. Please get involved here because a survey claims that 40% of Americans say they don't have a best friend. What? That's up from 25% in 1990. Oh, wow. And so do you have a best friend or do you have best friends? Let me know. I'm interested in seeing because it's, I do. You do? Yes. Who? Uh, I mean, would you like to share who Who, or, you know, how long or what's, what's the relationship? I've got several best friends. My closest best friend did pass away. Mm, I'm sorry uh, to hear the, that. He was only 30 years old. He had a uh, out of the blue, just passed away, did not wake up one day. And uh, I've always kept that in mind with how life is short because of that. Sure. But I've had close friends before. I always try to say friends are for keeps. And you know, you you, you don't, the, the kind of friends that are your best friends, you don't have to stay in touch with them every single day. You just pick up the phone or you see them and you haven't missed a beat. You just don't miss a beat. It's like you got that comfort level and you just shoot the breeze. 
No sensitive breeze. Yep. I appreciate that. that. There, was yeah. a, there was a split second there. Where I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And you just, you just got that cover. I've got friends, close friends from high school. I got mm. close friends from college. My closest friend I've ever had was my college buddy. And uh, we had stories and uh, just a whole nine yards. And again, he passed away. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I got friends I've made in Dallas over the years. Still some of my closest friends to this day. And several of them. Where am I wedding? That's yeah. That's, I was able to get them all over to Las Vegas for the wedding when me and Pam got married, and they were the groomsmen, and one of them the best man. See, this, this is interesting. They say from the two and four, does family count? Because my older cousin is there who I consider go. my best friend. Sure. I, th- I think some of what I wanted to get into here is just like, what are the criteria that you have for a best friend? Because for me, for for a while actually. I've said I'm not sure that I do have a best friend. Really? And I mean, I have I definitely have friends and friends that are fairly close, mm-hmm. but like I I wonder if varying different definitions of like best friend have changed the way that people view this. Also, some of the things about like the idea of a best friend is clearly there needs to be like a level of time spent together. And yes. I know that you have yes. friends that like, hey, you know, if you don't can't spend time together mm-hmm. or communicate very frequently, you can jump back into it like you never left. And I appreciate that, but there has to be some level of commonality and some common ground. And I feel like we're coming as a society. And again, I mentioned like this, this survey is up um, from 1990 where like 15% of 15% more people are saying they don't have a best friend. And I feel like some of it is just the way that we are becoming more isolated and spend having less time to spend with others that would then have us close enough to consider them a a best friend. We got a total that texted in that said, I believe it. With me working two jobs, I hardly have time to go out, let alone meet people. Dating, forget about it yeah. at this point in my life. And I can see that, again, you mentioned um, hanging out. In this day and age, more people are on Twitter together as friends, and that's right. not real. Yeah. Or they're on you know, Snapchat. Or they're, it's interesting not just that you say it's not real because I've always worked from the perspective of there's real people on there and you have that communication. And like I, I've met a few people through Twitter that I consider like friends at okay, this point. Okay, so yeah. that, and again, let me qualify that sure. and say that's not time you, you you spend a lot of time with mm. people on Twitter, gaming or whatever. Yeah. But that's not like you said you're doing things, other things other than that. Okay. Other than the reason you're on that particular social sure. media. And you're maybe, and that's what happens sometimes you hear about, well, people go out. And they all pick up their phones in the restaurant and they're not talking to each other. Mm. They're just looking at the phone. Or they go out to a movie and they're not talking to each other. They're just watching the movie. So it just, some of those things interrupt actual communication, conversation, and finding out that you have something in common with somebody other than one sliver of your life. And so when you say best friend, that means that transcends more than just sports. I like sports. Oh, I like, name the subject. Mm -hmm. I like this. Well, we can't be friends because I only like whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I just found it interesting. And, I mean, we've got all sorts of people texting in from the 806. They say outside of, of the older brothers, uh, their best friend is a buddy that they can tell anything or talk to about anything. It. And it stays between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's I got friends just like that. That's And what's funny is I have friends where, like, I feel like I can talk about a lot of things. I don't know that I have one friend where I'm like, I can tell you everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a lot of people, that's kind of the definition of best friend. And with that being the case, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily have a best friend in that way. And you know what? There's some people who have their closest friends are people they have worked with mm-hmm. at a certain job yeah. for years. And there are other people who will not be close friends with people they work with because it's either A, too competitive, or B, 
they don't know if they'll be around those people that long. In other words, they sure. might leave or move up the ladder or whatever. So they don't try to be close friends with them because guess what? I work with them and they don't need to know all about me. Which is interesting. From the 512, they say some of my closest friends are people I worked with at restaurants over the years. Mm-hmm. And I find that interesting because I've I definitely developed like a thought process or a theory that like your coworkers aren't your friends unless y'all hang out outside of work. Right. Because exactly. you can be friendly, uh-huh, but if all of your interaction, and maybe this goes back to what you were talking about, it if does. all your interaction is just based off of the context of the place, the thing you have to be there for, mm-hmm. then your friend Lee and maybe not friends. Exactly. That's where I was going with the social media gotcha, stuff. Gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I understand. Whatever, gaming, whatever. It mm-hmm. took me a second, but I came to understand you better. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. And so, 214 says, you got to at least know their parents. Huh, in okay. a way, you kind of do. If, if, In other words, if you're tight, ride or die, you got a best friend, whatever, you probably know their family. You know the brother, you know the sister, you know the mama, something like that to a degree. You don't have to, but you would think they know you and you know them enough or yeah. spend enough time with everybody. Right, right. I mean, if, if you spend enough time, eventually that's going to come up, I imagine. To, if they're, if they're you know, involved with their parents, not everybody has that kind mm-hmm. of relationship, but I imagine a lot of people do, and you probably, yeah, will know their parents. 682 says, my wife. Is my best friend. Yeah, I, I anticipated that. I anticipated that too. There are a lot of people who their best friend is their wife or husband. It feels like it kind of has to be for that to be in relatively a, successful, right? In a way. Don't get me wrong. Okay. My wife is like one of my best friends of all time. Sure. I can, I, And I want to say she's my best friend. And I kind of say, I always tell my son he's my best friend too. <laughs> it just, cause, cause, but there, I'm, And my wife, I share with her everything you can think of. But at the same time, it's a to me. It's a better relationship than just being a best friend. That's why I say she's not just my best friend. She's more than a best friend. Wouldn't have married her. I'm so happy for you. That's mm-hmm. that's so sweet. I feel like it's we need we need, we need to have like the sappy. No, but I, I found that interesting. And um, let's see from the nine seven two levels of friendship. There's associate, homie, friends, best friends. Fair enough. I think that I think that that's fair. And I. I find it interesting that we in America, and I know we might be in like a, I don't know if a crisis is the right word, but we might be in kind of a downturn of friendship in a way. And it might be in part just because we're so individualized and so mm-hmm. isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found that to be really interesting. You know, it's kind of like nowadays a lot of people who have no idea who their neighbors are next door. Yeah. Whereas years ago, your grandpa or your father... They might, or when you were a little kid, you might have known the neighbors because everybody talked more. Nowadays, people move so often or they're just in their own little world. They don't even know their neighbors. Right. They just know of them, but they don't really know. Them. Right, right, right. Where you can, you know, go over and hang out or at least be able to have, hold a conversation uh, from the 512. They say their best, their dad calls them. Their best friend, That's what I call um, my son, best friend. From, best uh, from friend. another two one four, he said a best friend is someone you can call to bail you out of jail. <laughs> For real, that's that's the ride or die right there. Absolutely, absolutely. don't nobody need to know but you. That's right. Uh, Get me out of here. So there you go. That was that was my sharing that's a time. Good one. That was a real good one. Yeah, just it, it came based off of a survey that says that forty percent of Americans say they don't have a best friend, which is up from only twenty five percent of Americans saying they didn't have a best friend in nineteen ninety. It's the Get Right. Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's get you your headlines on on the evening, including, obviously, the new reliever that your Rangers signed and some NFL updates. We'll do that next on The Fan.